Emma Mae Jenkins here. This podcast is powered by the Converge Podcast Network. What's up, what's up, loved and lovely people? My name is Emma Mae Jenkins, and I'm so honored to have you on the Have You Heard podcast. Welcome, and happy February. This is such a joy. We're getting, we're getting to celebrate the month where love is talked about, love is hyped up, and it's going to be a fun month series of us talking about love. And so friends, I'm really, really excited. So without further ado, faith comes by hearing. So let's get into the word. So in this month, Love is in the air, as people would say. Love is highlighted and celebrated and talked about a lot. There's rarely a store that you walk in that there isn't Valentine's decorated in some way in the store. It's so sweet and it's so lovey and it's so fun. And so to kick off a month of podcast episodes all about relationships and love, I thought that it would be so fitting to start it off with going to the word and talking about what unconditional love is. What is love and what does God say about it? Because throughout this month, we will be talking about relationships and love in regard to romance. We will be talking about love in the area of friendship. We'll be talking about love simply in how you love yourself. (laughs) But none of those things can be lived out and experienced to the full in the way that God designed if we do not understand what love is, if we do not know what God intended it to be, how God demonstrated love to look like. And so how fitting is it to go to the word? See, what does God say about it? So as many of you know, my Instagram handle is first Corinthians 13 underscore love. And so I want to walk you through this. Like, I think it's the verses chapter 13 verses 1 through 8. I want to walk through those verses with you and kind of just explain them a little bit. And I'm really excited. So this is 1 Corinthians 13 verses 1 through 8. Paul says, if I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, then and I don't have love, then I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but it rejoices in the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Friends, I can say all of the perfect words. And I can sound so eloquent and phrase things just right. But if love is not at the root of what I'm doing, then it's simply white noise. 
I can know the answer to every question, consuming all the head knowledge possible to be consumed. And I could be so confident in what I have yet to see happen, like like what I have not yet seen take place. I can be confident that it will take place. But if I do that in faith, like, but it's not expressed in love, then I'm nothing. I can be the most generous person and quick to sacrifice my own life, but if love wasn't my motive, what have I really gained? I want to go back through what Paul said, that love is patient. And this is not only being patient with others, but this is also being patient with yourself, kind to others and kind to you, (laughs) not envious of other people not boastful or proud, not dishonoring to others or to yourself, not self-seeking, it's not all about you, not easily angered at others or at yourself, not keeping a record of wrongs of others or of yourself, does not delight in evil but rejoices in the truth, always hopes, always protects, always trusts, always always perseveres, endures all Things. And then Paul goes on to say that love never fails, love lasts forever, love never ends, but as for prophecies, they will come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. So what, what Paul is saying is that like you have all of these things, you can say all of these things, you can know all of these things, but it is ultimately only love that will last forever. And friends, this is a choice. As we're going into a month talking about all of the the gooey, lovey, dovey, love, (laughs) like there will be seasons that you walk through with your significant other. There will be seasons that you walk through with yourself, seasons that you walk through with your family, days that you walk through with your friends where it's not going to feel easy to love them. It's not going to feel (laughs) like you want to be the most kind person (laughs) because we're human and we live in a fallen world and we Like we have flesh. And so I want to just emphasize this on this episode today, that love is a choice. In my flesh, I am not going to want to be patient. I am not going to want to be kind. In my flesh, I know for myself personally in my own journey, I'm going to want to keep a record of all the things I've done wrong. I'm going to want to be easily angered at myself as I would expect perfection of myself. But God, in his, in who he is, compels me with his love. And by choosing to be governed by his spirit, I, I put to death the things of my flesh and I choose to be patient with Emma. I choose to be kind to her. I choose to not get easily angered with my fiance. I choose to not be envious of my friends in the season that they're in. That is a choice, not only day by day, but moment by moment. This is a choice. It is a choice to let your mind be governed by the Spirit. It is a choice to think before you speak in a heated conversation or when your aggravation levels are at their highest. It is a choice to seek God first before making that decision based on how you feel in the moment. It's a choice to put others before yourself. You won't always feel like being kind. You won't always feel like forgiving the person who hurt you. You won't always feel like celebrating that person who received what you had wanted for yourself. It is, my friends, a moment-by-moment choice to submit to God and to be obedient to Him. It's a moment-by-moment choice to remember what Jesus did. 
Jesus displayed the ultimate picture of love for the whole world. For God so loved the world, John 3, 16, that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. We read in Romans that God demonstrated his perfect love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. In Philippians 2, we read that Jesus, he chose to humble himself in obedience to the point of death, even death on a cross. Why? So that all who believe in him may have forever relationship with him. That way, we go on to read in Romans 8 that nothing in all of creation could separate us from what? From the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Jesus chose to be patient with us. The Lord chose to be kind to us. The Lord chose to pursue us. The Lord chose to give himself up for us, even though it was hard, even though it was painful. What a beautiful display, that love, like it's not always going to be a feeling, but I choose, I choose to submit to God. I choose to love my neighbor as I love myself. And friends, it's never a decision that I regret. And when I remember this why, when I remember why am I choosing to love, why am I choosing to be patient right now, why am I choosing to not make it all about me, well, well, I'm going to go back to what Jesus did. We love why because he first loved us. Go back to your why. Go back to the example that Jesus set. It is his spirit in me who compels me to love well. I can't do it on my own. But in being empowered by his spirit, I can be compelled by the love of Christ to represent who he is to the world. How beautiful, how powerful is that? Now, don't get me wrong. There are feelings involved. There are sweet, lovey, fun, like your heart will swell like biscuits in an oven type of feelings. And it's so beautiful. But... It is a dangerous place if you're allowing your love for people or for yourself to be determined on how you're feeling, because then that isn't unconditional love. That's just you operating out of your feelings. And going back to 1 Corinthians 13 about Paul walking us through what love is, I want us to take note of something. Notice that in this description, it doesn't say that love always agrees or love always leaves people happy. I think in our society, the enemy would love for us to believe this narrative that I'm loving you if I agree with every opinion you have, or I love you like you think that I'm loving you if I am supporting every decision that you make. And that is false. Choosing to love as God has called us to love doesn't mean that we always agree with every decision made. It doesn't mean that we make everybody happy. To love is not equivalent to people-pleasing because to love is to live in God and to seek to please and honor Him. And when I'm seeking to please and honor Him, I'm seeking to love people well but I can't serve two masters. If I'm seeking to please God, that means I won't please people all the time. But if I'm not pleasing people all the time, that's not equivalent to me not loving them. Loving people, it may not always be the most comfortable because you're denying your flesh. You're stepping out of your comfort zone to serve someone else. 
It may not always be the most approved option. Why? Because you're you're choosing to not delight in evil, but rejoice in the truth. And we live in a world that delights in evil. It's not going to be the norm. But friends, I have never regret making the decision to love people as the Lord has called me to. It's a decision I've always been thankful that I made. I want to go to some scripture with y'all because scripture is the best thing I could ever share with you because the word of God is alive and it is active. It is breathed by him and it's been made profitable for teaching, correcting, rebuking, and training in righteousness so that the righteous person may be equipped for every good work, sweeter than honey from a honeycomb. So I want to go to the word with you for a second. 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 21. Just wherever you are, like let this sink deeply into your heart and listen carefully. John says, Dear friends, let us love one another because love is from God. And everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. The one who does not love, this is powerful, does not know God because why? God is love. How do we know what love is? How do we know what love looks like? We look to Jesus. We look to the Lord. God's love was revealed among us in this way, that God sent his one and only son into the world so that we might live through him. Love consists in this, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, if God loved us in this way, we also must love one another. That goes back to your why. Why am I loving one another? Why am I loving others and myself? Because God first loved me. It always goes back to the Father. Always goes back to the Lord. It always goes back to Jesus. Always goes back to the Holy Spirit. The three in one. We go back to God. If we love one another, God remains in us and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we remain in him and he in us. He has given us his, he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and we testify that the father has sent his son as the world's savior. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the son of God, God remains in him and he in God. That goes back to Romans 8, as we mentioned earlier, nothing can separate you from the love of God. That is where? That is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. Friends, we'll say it again. God is love. And the one who remains in love remains in God. And God remains in him. In this, love is made complete. So in this, love is made complete with us so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so also are we in this world. listening to the Converge Podcast Network. And now a message from one of our network supporters. Hey, today's episode is sponsored by our friends at Faithful Counseling. So let's get real for a second. Is there something interfering with your peace, robbing you of joy? 
preventing you from carrying God's yoke that is easy and his burden that is light that he intends for you to carry. He designed you to carry. Are you walking through something that's preventing you from achieving your goals? I know that for many of us, that can be anxiety, depression, fear, or even broken relationships that can be holding us back. But this is where Faithful Counseling comes in. Faithful Counseling is a worldwide counseling service that is making professional counseling accessible, affordable, and convenient so anyone and everyone can face life's challenges and can get help anytime, anywhere. Faithful Counseling offers four different ways to get connected to a licensed counselor. You can sit down for video calls, phone calls, live chats, or instant messaging. Every counselor on Faithful Counseling is licensed by their respective state board and has over 3,000 hours of experience. If you think that Faithful Counseling is for you, you can sign up today and be matched with your counselor in 24 hours or less. Faithful Counseling is helping us live our healthiest lives in the comfort and safety of our homes. Be sure to check out Faithful Counseling at faithfulcounseling.com slash MMA slash. There is no fear in love. Instead, perfect love drives out fear because fear involves punishment. And I'm going to pause here really quick. This is just really interesting to me. Whenever I think of loving people well, I realize, wait, if I'm constantly fearing what people are thinking of me, if I'm constantly fearing whether or not I'm going to offend someone, if I'm constantly fearing whether or not people are going to judge me based on how I live my life, then I am not able to simultaneously love them wholeheartedly. I can't be afraid of people and love people at the same time. There is no fear in love. Instead, perfect love drives out fear because fear involves punishment. So the one who fears is not complete in love. And there's also something so powerful in this is that there's no fear in love in the sense that whenever I am filled with love because I'm filled with God through whom, through the power of Jesus Christ, I don't fear the day that the Lord is going to return. I look forward to it with expectancy because I I am filled with him and he with me. Like we, I am in him and he is in me. We like how beautiful I'm united with the Lord because of the love of God. And so the love of God casts out fear of the day of judgment. I can confidently look forward to the day that I see my God face to face because I know him and he knows me. What drives out that fear of Punishment is relationship with Jesus. It goes on to say, so the one who fears is not complete in love. We love because why? Here we go back to it. He first loved us. If anyone says, I love God and yet hates his brother or sister, he is a liar. For the person who does not love his brother or sister whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And we have this command from him. The one who loves God must also love his brother and sister. God's love does not end with you, but it continues with you. If I declare that I love God, yet I hate people, I love God, but I am not kind to people, like that's just not how I live, that's not my lifestyle, then 
the Lord, he clearly says, for the person who does not love his brother or sister whom he has seen can't love God whom he has not seen. And we have this command from him, the one who loves God must also love his brother and sister. They go together. Galatians 5, 6, Paul says the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. John 15, 12 and 17, Jesus says, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. This is my command, love each other. John 13, verses 34 through 35, he says, the Lord says, a new command I give you, love one another. I hear a theme here, (laughs) y'all. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Wow. Wow. Jesus could have said anything here. He could have said, if you do this, then they will know that you are my disciples. Or if you don't do this, then that is how they will know. And out of all of the things that he could have said, he said that they will know you belong to me. They will know that you are in me and I am in you. They will know that you are following me, that you are my disciples by your love. Wow. Matthew 22 verses 37 through 40, Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So basically, Just getting down to it, love God and love people as you love yourself. As mentioned earlier, as we are entering into the month of February, we hear you could basically say love is in the air, as many would say. And I believe, my friends, as believers, as we reflect on the scripture that we just went to together, that we as children of God, we have been equipped and called by God to be a vessel of that loving aroma into the air. That love is in the air statement. I pray that that's true year around from the church because wherever we step into, it's like perfume. It's like sweet incense that we bring into the air and it is made known that we are following love himself because of the way that we love one another. I want to encourage you, let this Valentine's season be a reminder to you to love your family well, to love your friends well, to love your spouse or your significant other well, to love your enemies well. Love those who look differently than you well, those who think differently than you, those who act differently than you. Love them well. The enemy is at work in the hearts of those who are disobedient to God. We know that from Ephesians 2. And we live in a world that misunderstands love. In society, love is only associated with agreement, as we mentioned earlier. Society says if you vote the same way I do, think the same way I do, walk and talk the same way I do, then I will love you. But friends, this isn't love. Anyone can be nice to someone who agrees with them. Jesus talks about this in Luke 6, and he calls us higher as his kids. Jesus says, but to you who are listening, I say, love even your enemies, he says. He says, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them the other also. 
If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you, and if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners, expecting to be repaid in full. But love your enemies. Do good to them and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, because He is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. We know from Romans 12, Paul basically says, Whoever it is, love them genuinely. Take delight in honoring them. Work hard to serve the Lord enthusiastically in how you treat your neighbor. Pray for others, bless others, empathize with others, seek peace with others. Why? Because Jesus first loved us. Patient, kind, not envious, not boastful, not proud, not dishonoring to others, not self-seeking, not easily angered, keeps no record of wrongs, doesn't delight in evil, rejoices in the truth, always hopes, always protects, always trusts, always perseveres, endures all things. Man, whenever I think about the fact that God is love and I read this, I'm amazed because it's so undeserving that God would be patient with us, kind to us. He is God alone on the throne and not in need of anything. He honors us. The Lord, He doesn't keep a record of our wrongs. He is the truth. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. If the Son has set you free, you shall be free indeed, because when you know the truth, who is Jesus, you will be set free. In Him we have hope. In Him we are protected. In Him we can put our trust. He persevered. Jesus, who we read in Hebrews 12, he endured the cross. He persevered knowing the joy that was set before him. So because of Jesus and the way he endured, the way he persevered, we don't have to grow weary in doing good. We are strengthened in him. Our confidence is in him. How how amazing. So when I go back to look at how Jesus lived, how he humbled himself, he was not proud or boastful in his life. He humbled himself even to the point of death, death on a cross. He humbled himself and he sat with the lowly. He talked with those who were disregarded by the community. He engaged and intentionally spent time with those who were considered outcasts, with those who were considered to be not worth even giving a glance at. That is who Jesus saw worth talking to, worth pursuing, and worth investing in. Jesus, what is love? Before we have any other episode this month, let us go to scripture and realize, why do I love people? Whether it's my friends, myself, my family, my significant other, my spouse, like 
whoever it is, if I don't understand what Jesus did for me and I don't know who God is, I don't know what unconditional love is, then my feelings, my lovey feelings for any of those people in any of those relationships will come and go. But whenever I truly grasp the fact that this love is not based on a feeling, feelings will come with it, but it is not determined by a feeling. That will make the world of a difference in any relationship that I'm in. It's really cool. So my Instagram name is 1 Corinthians 13 underscore love. And I made that my handle when I was in eighth grade, actually, for, or I guess 15-year-old Emma. I was about to go into high school in ninth grade. And it was a really sweet, pivotal point in my journey. I remember there may be more details of this story back in the episode titled My Story. One of, I think, my first episode on this podcast. You can go tune into that. But I remember being 14. This was before my birthday. And I was sitting on my bed and I was just a wreck. I was anxious and afraid and confused. And my heart was so heavy because why? I was expecting perfection on myself and I misunderstood grace. And my dad walked into the room and he said, Emma, when was the last time that you just spent time alone in God's word? And I was like, man, dad, I honestly don't know. And my dad said, Emma, when Jesus comes back, I'm not going to be standing here with you holding your hand. It's just going to be you and him. And he's either going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant, or depart from me for I never knew you. And then my dad left the room. And I remember opening up a devotional book and the introduction of the devotional book was talking about how the God girl is the girl who wakes up before the rest of the world does to listen to what it is her father is wanting to tell her. And I remember in that moment just telling the Lord, I just want to know you. Because isn't it amazing that in scripture, Jesus doesn't say like, that I will tell that he will tell us, well done, good and faithful servant, or depart from me for you never did everything perfectly, or depart from me for you never checked off this many boxes, or depart from me for you never had this much scripture memorized, or depart from me for you made X amount of mistakes, or depart from me for you fill in the blank. It was de- he will say, depart from me for I never knew you, friend. That's what he wants is a relationship with you, for you to turn from the things that aren't of him and to submit to him, to know him, to walk with him. He just wants to be with you and you be with him. What? What? It makes me want to cry thinking about how sweet the love of God is that he would make us in his image for his glory and want to be in relationship with you and I. And so I remember sitting on my bed as a 14 year old and just praying, God, I just want to know you. And that started a sweet pivot in my journey where I started to seek the Lord with all of my heart. And spending time in his word was a daily thing for me. Spending time in his word, spending time in prayer, like choosing to like have conversations with people who loved the Lord and taught me. And friends, what's so cool is whenever you truly like meet the Lord and 
you are walking with him and you are experiencing the reality that his perfect love does indeed cast out all fear. You can't keep it to yourself because, again, God's love does not end with you. It continues with you. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5, 14, that we are compelled by God's love. In Matthew 5, Jesus says, you are the light of the world. Don't, it's like if you were a lamp in a house, you wouldn't put a bowl over the lampstand. No, you would let it shine on a table so that it could be, bring light into all of the house. You are his ambassador called to be a vessel of his love, called to love others. People will know that you are his by your love. And so I just wanted people to know him because I had experienced the love of God. I had been introduced to the love of God and I was getting to know the love of God. And that's what the world aches for. Every human has eternity planted in their heart. Every human was made in the image of God. And so whether or not every human knows it, there is a longing for us to know God. There is a longing for us to bring glory to him because it's literally what we were made, we were fashioned to do. And so it would be selfish of me to keep this answer of hope and love and purpose that I have found to myself. It would be selfish of me to keep this source of freedom to myself. I must share. You kidding? I can't keep this to myself. Oh my goodness. So that's why I started to use my Instagram. Because why not? I started to use my Instagram as a platform by which if people simply saw my page, may they see God's love. May they be encouraged by God's word. So I started to use my captions as just means by which I could share messages that God had put on my heart. And that's that's was simply the prayer. I never knew that God was going to expand it to where a bunch of followers would come. That was never the goal. The goal was simply to share his heart with people. The goal was simply to tell people about him. And... And so I just want to leave this with you today, that whether it be a note you write, a text you send, an act of service that you do, a response you choose to not give, or a response you choose to give, a phone call you make, a hug you share, a caption you post, a decision to listen sincerely, opportunities are everywhere for you to communicate the love of God. Goodness, may our lives communicate the love of God. May our lights so shine before all people so that they may see our good works and glorify our Father who is in heaven. May this month of Valentine's Day be a time where not only you're encouraged to be intentional in how you like get to love people and vocalize how much you you appreciate people, but may it also be a time where you're reminded of what Jesus has told us that the world will know we are his followers by how we love. That may love truly be in the air when you walk in the room, not because of anything you worked up or anything you manufactured on your own, but simply because God lives in you and you live in God and God is love. May we be compelled by his love, whether it be through an Instagram post or it be a conversation in the four walls of your home or it be 
on a phone call, or it be leaving a sticky note on the gas pump for the next person who comes to get their gas and they see the note that says that they are loved. No, like there are opportunities everywhere, whether it be that you're praying for people in the quiet when no one may know, but it has crazy effectiveness and power on their behalf, interceding on the behalves of others. Friends, may this month, as we are talking about love in many different seasons and many different areas, may this episode remind you of why. Remind you of why we love well. Because Jesus first loved us. The first commandment is this. Love the Lord your God with all you got. And the second is like it. Love other people as you love yourself. Wow. Friends, friends, how encouraging, how encouraging. Happy February, happy day. You are awesome and I love you and I believe in you and God loves you. He loves you so much and you have been so purposefully fashioned to go and love others, other people today. And in parentheses, including yourself. By the power of the love of God, may you love yourself well today. Not because like you like you're going to mess up, you're going to fall short, but because God loved you, because God is patient with you, because God is kind to you, because God doesn't keep a record of your wrongs, may you choose to receive that today. May you choose to rest in that today. May you choose to own that today and believe that deep in your core today. I pray that like truly, I feel like just a lot of God's word was spoken in this episode. And as God challenged Ezekiel to do this, I pray that the word today simply seeks deep into your heart and that you may listen to it carefully and carry it with you into your day, that you may meditate on it. It may dwell among you richly, and you may live it out with such purpose and with such faith in what it is that God has said. Y'all, I love you so much, and stay tuned this month for some very exciting guests that I'm going to be having with me talking about romance, friendships, love, all the things. It's going to be a sweet, sweet time. Be sure and download, rate, review, share this with your people and be encouraged. Y'all are awesome. I'll talk to you next week. I pray blessings and encouragement and a deepening of faith over your life today. Be sure to subscribe, rate, give reviews, and go share this episode with all of your people so that we can continue to build our community and build our faith. Thank you for tuning in to the Have You Heard podcast, and don't forget how awesome you are. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network.